The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, there can be only one as we chat all this Kenobi business and a slightly side-serve yet sumptuous Star Wars prequel retrospective. Hold on to your Wookiee, because I'm Riggs. And I'm Andy. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. I'm here with Addy. How you doing, man? I am doing really well. Doing really well. I'm glad to hear it. Um, thank you How so are much you? for joining us again. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just... Uh... <sighs> There's been some stuff, man. There's been some things. And um, I don't typically get political uh, with with any of the work that I do, even sometimes when it, when it is glaringly obvious uh, based on you know, what we're talking about. But um, I feel like being that we're going to talk about Kenobi today, it, it warrants uh, some small discussion. Um, I'm by no means a uh, expert on, you know, um, so- social issues or racial issues or equality um, or any of that stuff, but I believe in being an ally. This horse shit going around at the moment, Moses Ingram, who plays um, third sister on Kenobi, one of the Inquisitors, is receiving an abundance of hate online, um, saying that she's a diversity hire, that Star Wars is woke, her character will never be remembered, she's getting horribly, you know, uh, uh, offensive DMs. And it's just, I don't get it, man. I really don't understand. Are we really still here? Is this where, like, is this what we want to be? Is this who we are? Like, it's, 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 it's horrific. Um, you know, you sent me the, the, the information. I watched the video of her sort of saying it. She had a really good outlook on it. She's just like, no one can stop this happening. Thank you so much for all the people who've supported me. Um, there's going to, there's going to be this shit. And it's not, and I agree with her. And I'm, I'm, I applaud her for being so level-headed about it, but I'm fucking mad. Like, why, why does this have to be the, the, the conversation every single time something happens within these toxic fandoms, whether it be Star Wars, Marvel, DC? There are so many people on our side of the fence, Addy, who love this stuff, who are fucking racists and fucking horrible people. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm mad, man. It's hard to be funny. It's it's not a funny topic to talk about. It's it's something that has been there ever, ever since media has existed. So, but when I get mad, I get really quiet. So I'm sorry if I can't. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like I just I wanted to talk about it because we we talk about this stuff all the time and and we love it. And even when we're critical, we still love it. It's never about that. It's never about who people are as individuals you know it's about story and character and if you don't fucking like it stop watching but it gets this is deeper this is this is a a a, you know an ingrained racism within society and it's not just america you know there's we have it here in australia and i'm sure you have it where you are it's it's the, the human race is supposed to be this remarkably evolved species like we're so much better than everybody else or you know all the other 
uh, uh, versions of sentient life that are currently on the planet. We're supposed to be the pinnacle of, of you know, top of the food chain horse shit, um, says the guy who only eats vegetables, whatever. Um and this is this is the arguments that we're still. I mean, these people are idiots. They're not. And by the way, I, I'm grateful for every fan that we have. If you subscribe to this dictum, if you subscribe to the idea that a person is only cast, not and, and they don't mention her race at all. They don't talk about her being an African American. They don't talk about being a person of color or being a woman. She's just this character. If you think that she, there's something wrong with that and that she shouldn't be in that show because she's a person of color, stop listening to this show. We don't want your business. Um, it's go and find something else, you know, whatever that might be. I'm sure there's lots of racist podcasts out there for you. Um, and again, you know, the, the, it's not just a problem on this side either. On the other side, you sent me this. Sorry, these two things kind of do connect. Just give me a second. Last, well, not last week, earlier this week, you sent me a a video meme or whatever the fuck it is that you call it from Instagram. I think it was an Instagram story. And it was clips from Infinity War. And yeah. the voiceover, which was a, a like an automated voiceover where you put it through a, a, you know, a script into a system and it spits out words for you. Like if you're going to be a racist piece of shit, then at least, you know, do your own voiceover. But anyway, that's beside the point. And it was about... Captain America's conversation with Vision in Infinity War saying we don't trade lives. And then the argument was that because Cap was born when he was born in the early 1900s, he wouldn't have seen people of colour and Africans in particular as human beings. So then when he goes to Wakanda to, to save Vision, he apparently sacrifices all these you know, Wakandan lives to save vision because he doesn't see these people as being worth anything. Now, f f firstly, <laughs> have you seen any of these fucking movies? Do you know Captain America at all and what he stands for? It, just on a, on a purely story level, on a character level? That's number one. Clearly you haven't. And number two is it fucking wasn't him at all. He was completely like... Not against, but he was definitely struggled with, with you know, going to... Like, he went to the Wakandans. He went to T'Challa for help. But T'Challa makes that decision. They're trying to, you know... His sister's trying to fix um, Vision. The Outlanders attack, or whatever they're called. You know, Thanos' home is. And, and he says, you know, put the shields down. Get everybody ready and get that man a shield. It was fucking... Ah, oh, it was Black Panther who made that decision, you fucking morons. And this is the, exactly the kind of uh, uh, sort of this. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but it doesn't seem like this has been made by a person whose issue it is. Like I said, it's important to be an ally in these in these kind of uh, with these issues. However, this seems like someone who is is virtue signaling or or uh, um, you know taking on a cause that isn't their own. This sounds like someone being woke, and a lot of people who do that are white. Um, and it's also someone being contrarian. They just want to start a fight. Um, and it's disrespectful to not only um, that character, but also the people who like that character. You know, uh, what about kids who don't, who like can see moral values within the MCU and within, you know, Captain America in particular because he is such a Boy Scout 
who then go on this thing and see, oh, oh, Captain America's a racist. Like, grow the fuck up. Seriously. It's just... Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm banging on. I'll, I'll stop now. But it's just... If we're still here and it's about this stuff, like, it's not even about civil rights or, you know, the equal pay or any any of these issues that, you know, not equal pay is not necessarily a race issue, but it, or maybe it is, but, you know these social issues in general outside of race just about equality for everybody if we're still arguing about star wars and fucking marvel then we've got a long way to go so thank you very much for letting me get that off my chest it's been bugging me uh, all week and um you know all due respect to people having their own opinions um and 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 voicing it but the internet is a fucking horrible place and it's filled with people who not worth our time, really. And yet I just dedicated time to talking about that. But you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. I appreciate if you have your opinions, um, but some some things are just horrible and and uh, and incite racist dictums and also, you know, can incite violence and, and misunderstanding as well. It's so childish. I just can't can't wrap my head around it. Can't wrap my head around it, buddy. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it's very sad. And for the Captain America thing, I'm pretty sure no, the person who made that has no clue what they're doing. And it's it's someone that just wants to stir up conversation so that the reel or the video can get more views. Mm. The Captain America we have right now today is a person of color. He's not black Captain America. He's not black Falcon. He's Captain America. And he has no serum in him. He's just a man. Yeah. With the ideologies of Steve Rogers. And as far as as far as the case with Moses Moses Ingram goes, I'm sorry if I butchered the name. No, I think it's Moses Ingram. Yeah, that's right. Um, I get if people didn't like that character, but if you don't like that character, a don't watch the show then. B if you don't like that character because of their racial or because of their race get the fuck out we're here to spread love and we're here to just appreciate everything in media we do we do not we do not like when things get so serious because it's something that provides escapism from everything that's happening around us Mm. and when those things bleed through it's it's annoying it's hurtful and it's just it, it gets you mad and it's also yeah. exhausting to have to deal with it, you know, because every time something that we like comes out, it, it, it becomes this, this, like Kenobi was fucking awesome and we'll get into it. Like I really dug it. And to have this be the the takeaway that people are, you know, the, the thing that's getting the most clicks is what's wrong with it. And then what's yeah. wrong with it by way of it's this, you know, a woman of color who's been cast, oh my God, in this huge role. You fucking idiots. Do you not know that she's one of the kids at the beginning? Like just, it, yeah, it, it's people who want to find stuff like that because then it spurs on other people. The loudest voices, man, the loudest voices are the ones that have the most negative shit to say. It's just a flashback of uh, the first Avenger and in the battalion of Captain America, the, the, battalion, the battalion that he goes to save, save where Bucky is, they have a black general there. He's, he's one of the people that's in Captain America's circle. He's one of the hailing commanders. Yeah. It's just, 
there's an Asian gentleman as well. And the guy goes, geez, they're taking anyone now? And he goes, I'm from Fresno, Ace. Like completely negating any racism that there would be. And then two minutes later, they're fighting together. Like you don't watch these movies. You're trying to get people to watch your reel because you're a fuckhead influencer. And I have, I, I can't be bothered with it. Um, you know, not inf- all influencers are bad, obviously. Some people, are, you know, do it for positive reasons, but some people do not. So, yes, thank you very much, Addy, for letting me get that off my chest. Thank you, audience, for letting me get off my, ch- off my chest. I hope it wasn't triggering for anybody. If it was, you know, this is the world we live in. I didn't make it. Um, but anyway, let's get on to some fun stuff. Let's talk about some fun shit. Would you like to do that, Addy? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, Wonderful. Let's get into it. Well, should, we, should we do some... Do some nerd news. Is that what we're going to do? Are we going to do nerd news? Do you want to we're do, do nerd news? Let's get into Let's go. nerd news. Let's do it. Oh. Okay, so here we have the Film Addicts podcast, non-racist nerd news. Um, okay, the first thing I want to say, this isn't actually really nerd news. This is just something that occurred to me this, this week. I watched the film Frost Nixon, the Ron Howard film, about um, the interview with Richard Nixon after he, he resigned the White House, first president to ever resign from the White House. Um, and uh, it's great. It's a really good film. But Kevin Bacon's in it. You know who Kevin Bacon is? Yeah. Yeah. You, of course you do. You love the, the um, X-Men First Class. Yeah, the guy who plays um, Shaw in that. He is never bad. Seriously, when was the last time you heard someone say, oh, I saw this movie the other night, Kevin Bacon was in it. Oh, man, he is shit. Kevin Bacon's shit. No one has ever said that in the history of the human race. He, Unless it was a previous Kevin Bacon who was a shit eat for whatever. Maybe he was a racist but or whatever it was. The current Kevin Bacon that we have right now is a fucking gem. He's a ama- he's an amazing actor. Like he commits like a motherfucker. He does all sorts of different shit, um, and he-, he is just a goddamn treasure. And he's I've never heard a bad word about him. That's all I'm saying. That's not really nerd news. <laughs> there's there's another there's another person who has the same status at least for me. Okay. Uh, that's Ethan Hawke. Ethan, yeah, that's right. It's you weird how both of them look exactly the same. That. You know, what's what did you say? Sorry. Uh, it's weird how both of them exactly, they look exactly the same. Oh yeah. You put those two guys in a lineup and I pick both of them. I was like, oh, so, um, who, who, who robbed you, Mr. Wood? Oh, it was those two guys right there. You said it was one person. Yeah, but they look so alike. I'm now thinking it was two guys standing one behind the other and they were just taking in turns robbing me. <laughs> <laughs> one was in an X-Men one was in a Moon Knight I don't know what's going on um, but yeah amazing actor anyway that's not nerd news but goddamn, and I don't even eat bacon so um, <laughs> you know that game you play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you can connect him because he's been in so many movies so many variants of movies you can connect him to any other actor in like two moves Um I used to play that game a lot when I was in high school and I was baller at it. I somehow, I once magically got like him to Jet Li somehow. I can't remember how I did it. But anyway, 
How does that work? That's the mystery of life. How does that work? I can probably do it really quickly. Okay, let me think here. Oh, it's easier now that Jet Li's been in all of those expendable pictures. So Jet Li was in Unleashed with Morgan Freeman, who was in uh, The Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins, who was in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. Holy shit. Swish. I can't believe... 10 minutes of nerd news was taken up by me talking about how great Kevin Bacon is. Okay. Next in the nerd news, uh, we've got a little bit of Star Wars stuff because they had the Star Wars celebration, which is still going on. Uh, Liam Neeson. Is it? Is it going on? It is. Oh, no, it was just over a weekend, wasn't it? Or is it a full week? I think it was just a weekend. Like from Thursday, from like, it was the, the whole of last week, I think. Not this week. Right. I don't fucking know. All right. Well, it's not. Star Wars is over. Fuck it. Um, excuse me. All right. So Liam Neeson will return to voice Qui-Gon Jinn in an animated series called The Tales of the Jedi, which is an anthology series, which is pretty cool. Apparently, he's come back and done the voice before, though. Is that is that correct? I don't know. But I have a feeling we might see Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jim. <laughs> that's great. He's, that's that's his that's his cousin who lives down south. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm Qui-Gon Jim. <laughs> I ain't got no Jedi powers. <laughs> I just chase gators. <laughs> Come on, get him, Qui-Gon Jim. Get in the truck. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking? Oh goodness! Okay, yeah. Um, sorry, you said he he he's already done this before. Is that right? No, I I don't know if he's done it before. Okay, but I feel like we might see him somewhere in Kenobi, because Kenobi is trying to reach out to Qui Gon Jinn. At the beginning, yeah, and he also Liam Neeson I think made a big hullabaloo about saying, "Oh no, I'm not in it," or "I no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it because I don't do TV." Is what he said. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a misdirection. Andrew Garfield has made everybody really fucking <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's like, well, I don't trust shit anymore. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Good on him. There was, a, there was an interview with Tom Hiddleston where somebody asked her, are you in Thor Love and Thunder? And he's like, I'm not even going to attempt to answer that question because of Andrew Garfield. I'm, I'm not even attempting to answer any of the questions that are from Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> totally fair. I mean, he, he may be flashback or I don't know, but he's the variant now. I don't know. It could happen. Um, uh, more Star Wars news. John Watts, director of the, the Spider-Man pictures, uh, the three MCU Spider-Man pictures, um, is getting his own Star Wars series. It's called The Skeleton Crew and it's starring Jude Law. It'll be released in 2023. And um, it's about a, a group of kids who sort of go on the run um, from what I'm assuming is, is uh, you know, it sort of happens during this, after the Order 66 thing. And I think they might even be those kids at the beginning of Kenobi, like those little Jedi dudes. It's like nine or ten. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. So, so it connects then. I, I mean, I don't know. This is me spitballing. But, um, yeah, so there'll be these kids and they kind of, they, they steal a spaceship and go on some adventures and it's going to be kind of like a, you know, a Steven Spielberg, Amblin, Amblin uh, 1980s ET kind of vibe, which I'm totally here for. 
I think that's the Young Jedi show. Is it? I think so. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Cody's. <laughs> Yours? <laughs> you got so disappointed, man. <laughs> I thought I had all my, all my ducks in a row. Apparently not. Um, <laughs> maybe it's two different things. I don't know. Skeleton crew, yeah. Young Jedi's, whatever the fuck it is. Next item. Um, Kristen Ritter will reprise her role as Jessica Jones in future MCU output. Whether that ends up being... Yes, Addie's very pleased. She's wonderful. I love Kristen Ritter. She's, I've been a big fan of her for years. Um, and uh, she's very tall. And I, the, the three seasons, particularly season one of, um, of the Jessica Jones show on Netflix, well, now on Disney+, Plus, um, is really good. And she's really good in it. And I love that character as well. I've, the Alias comic series that that show is based on is one of the, my favorite comic series of all time i read it once every couple of years it's like 28 issues long or something um and she's yeah she's awesome so i'm looking forward to that i don't know if it means that she gets her own show again like dead uh, deadpool fuck off <laughs> dead, yeah, no. um or if it's that she's gonna pop up in stuff like she could pop up in um she hulk you know she's a yeah. private eye why not yeah there's just one scene with uh daredevil and jessica jones just having just having a drink in a bar and then yeah, exactly she yeah why not i mean now we like if if there is a time to do this it's now because we have everything mm. and it's easier to connect things because you just gotta call those people man and hats off to the to the crews who worked or like everyone who was involved in those shows that were not funded by disney and marvel yeah because those shows really do show you how much they care about those characters e- even if you take something like cloak and dagger from hulu or like agents of shield as the best example where you can feel how much the writers and the producers and everyone on there just care so much about these characters yeah it's and and it just makes better stuff for us to watch you know cool things for us to watch and that's there's nothing wrong with that you said that they would go to the bar and get drunk together what's it like to get drunk and have like that radar sense that that daredevil has would it go all wonky you know it's like he in the show he says it's like a world on fire Hmm. so what is it how does that change when you're inebriated and does his you know special senses make it more or less like can he drink more or less you know how cap can't get drunk because of his at least his exposition then his metabolism yeah like uh, heightened senses mean he gets shit faced like one shot of jack daniels and he's, he's anybody's you know i don't i don't know <laughs> it's just a thought yeah <laughs> i think it's more of a superman thing where he, he like the first time he understands that he has powers and then like the hearing comes in it's painful and all that. Like he, like he hears and like senses everything. Then, right? Okay. So yeah, it becomes can... overload. Yeah. Okay. All right. And if you want to see a really good example of Superman getting pissed, watch Superman three. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, Harry Styles. Yes. What about oh my God? Getting his own Star Fox solo project. Star Fox being the, the yes. guy who turned up at the end of Eternals. He's Thanos's second cousin, half removed, or what is he? Yes, uh, he's his. Well, he's not his second cousin, is he? He's his brother. 
It's his brother. Yeah, like blood relative. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, just yeah. based on, I mean, not like all siblings look alike, but fuck. That's no. two very different dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He doesn't even have the little bum chins. I don't know. Can't do that to Harry Styles. Jesus. But yeah, no, no hey, on, on story or script or anything, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they do that, I will literally die. <laughs> well, give him a bum chin. Oh, dude, he will look good in literally anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, it's hard to make that guy not look awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm down for it. Whatever. Harry Styles is pretty cool. Um, and finally, uh, this one's a bummer. Uh, Ray Liotta, fantastic actor, died on the 26th of May, 2022, age, 70, uh, age 67, rather. Um, remarkably talented <clears throat> actor. Um, really got his start. Uh, uh, pretty, you know, he was doing a lot of, um, you know, TV and little bit parts in movies and stuff, but got his start in Field of Dreams as uh, showless, uh, shoeless Joe Jackson. And then the, the following year, he was in Goodfellas, which was his breakout. I rewatched that the other night with my film club. Um, hey, fellas. I know Johnny listens to this. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny is also the, um, the, the person who provides our theme song. So thank you for that, Johnny. And Thank um, you so much. It was good to see you the other day. Uh, yeah, he, he was in... Oh, Operation Dumbo drop again. That keeps coming up in my life and I don't know why. Uh, Copland, Puppets in Space for fucking out loud. Hannibal, where he got his head eaten. Blow. Uh, he was in a really great film called Narc, um, which I highly recommend you seeing. John Q... Um, did did some you know TV work as well. Was a really great comedian. He was in Wild Hogs, Smoking Aces. Um, yeah, just he was in B movie as himself. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah, just a remarkable talent and uh, and and a, and a huge loss to the uh, Hollywood acting community. So all the best, Ray. We'll see you on the other side. Rest in peace. Yeah, and that's it. That's it for the nerd news. You got any nerd news over there? Or was it just me doing it? That's it. That's all I've done. Yeah. Oh, we had the. I sent you a trailer for Gotham Knights. That was this morning. I didn't write that down. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. What do you What do you think? Because it's you're the audience, you know. Am I though? Well, you're a youth. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> they talk about him in the Sunday supplements. <laughs> you. That's such an. That's such a niche folder. Folder. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. People do. You know, the Sunday newspaper, you get like inserts in the paper and they have like, you know, exposés on things and they're all like, they always use words like that. Like, youths running wild and not getting vaccinated or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. You, 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 you do it. You be the person. I ranted for 10 minutes at the beginning of this. So you do some ranting, please. Yeah, man, that wasn't right. That was just something that had to be said. Yeah. <clears throat> I just feel bad because I, I hate... As a matter of friend, Cynthia keeps telling me to stop apologizing for stuff. She's like, just, you know, say... If there's something wrong with the sound, just fucking move on. Like, don't even worry about it. And I appreciate her input into that. Like, you know, because I'm, I'm new to podcasting as well. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't something I've done heaps. Um, but yeah, I, I do... Like, I don't want people to think like this is a not grandstanding or, or saying that my opinion or my our, the points that we're trying to make about these subjects are, you know, more valid than other people's. 
just something that needs to be said sometimes because you need to know where you stand in this world. <clears throat> Fucking Gotham so, Knights. <laughs> Gotham Knights. <laughs> so apparently Batman's dead. He has a kid and Carrie Kelly is in it. Yes. They, they are, they, and, and the Joker's got a daughter as well, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, they are, that it's, is the information we have. It's by CW, which cancelled literally everything. And then has this come out? Like, um, I'm not going to say anything because it's a show that's going to come out next year. It's just a trailer. Mm. We might get more looks of it. <laughs> I was just I was just expecting Nightwing to show up, man. You, they, now you don't know? Might still happen. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah there's Carrie the Kelly show. That kid's, if, if it's what the Carrie Kelly show, that's I'm cool with that too. Who's the kid? Like, if that that's Batman's son and it isn't an adopted son like one of the Robins, who's the mum? That must be Selena, right? That has to be the case. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe Dick will turn up. I was just, I'm currently reading, oh, there's one more issue to go, of the Batman Catwoman series by Tom King, uh, King and um, Clay Mann. And uh, awesome series. And it sort of jumps back and forth in time yeah, to a point where Batman has passed on and his daughter has taken over as Batman and as Batperson. The Batwoman or whatever it is, and Dick's actually the commissioner. You know that could be cool, but it's a young Harvey Dent. Like that's interesting too. Yeah, Batman's that's dead, weird. But Harvey Dent isn't Dent. isn't Two Face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but look, like I said in the message, I don't really think I'm the audience for it. You know, I'm pushing forty here. I don't think teen programs are really marketed to me, but I'll check it out. Yeah, I I was really hoping that it was. And that would be a bit different from Titans. Okay. Because Titans as a show has just stuck to the Bat family. And it's it has become Nightwing and his friends, whereas it should be Titans. I'll never get tired of watching that show because the cast is amazing. And I hope that the writers figured it out because that show and the source material that they have, it has the potential of being one of the best comic book shows ever. The only the only drawback with that is that there's no like you. It's a show that you can watch and you can just like watch it. Like if you watch something like Stranger Things, you'd be like, "Holy shit, that was a cool shot!" Mm-hmm. Like randomly in an episode. What, what I'm trying to say is that the editing of the show is very very bad. And again, I don't do editing. It's like. The only, the only editing I do is with this podcast, so I, I don't know anything about that world. Pretty fucking good, though. <laughs> Got me laughing. Duel of the Dicks. Yeah, that was pretty great. The Duel of the Dick. If those that don't know what we're talking about, I think it's go to like one hour and 43 minutes, 46 minutes. 47. Somewhere around there, 47 minutes on the YouTube for the last episode um, that we did on, on uh, Moon Knight. And... Um, was it Moon Knight? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange. Fuck. Doctor Strange. So episode eight, regardless of what we talked about. And uh, just have a look at the little bit of, you know, fantastic graphics work that Addy did. And also animating some stills of me, which is pretty fun. Um, my, my, the two, two-part conversation about Disney plus the person, which was super fun. Um, I fucking rewatched that, man. And I cacked myself because I'd completely forgotten I'd said it where I'm like, 
There's a huge penis in the sky for. Yeah, that's Doctor Strange. Like, I was just like, what the hell am I talking about? Oh, Jesus. Um, yes. Titans, I, I agree there's some missed opportunity there. Um, it's it's you know, it looks cool and everything, but there's yeah. Maybe they're rushing it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. regardless of all that, um, do do you wanna do you wanna talk about some Star Wars? Yes. Never thought I would, but here we go. Here we go. Now, it's starting with you. Again, you. Because, Addy, ah. you have, now, forgive me if I'm wrong. You haven't seen the originals, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. Is that correct? Yeah. That's yep. true. What are you worried about? People are going to be like, oh, that's it. I'm turning the podcast off. Trust me, the kind of people who are going to turn the podcast off because you haven't seen the original Star Wars are the same kind of people we probably turned off with all the race talk. So fuck them. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Lots of people haven't seen Star Wars. It's fine. And But you've seen the prequels. So Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you watched those just so that you would have some previous in order to be able to watch Kenobi. Yeah, so my job, because I watched, uh, if you go back and listen to the first post, first ever podcast we did, I, I see it in that, that Kenobi looks fucking amazing, so I might watch those films. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're all caught up. Give me the, give me your prequel business. I want to know what you thought of them. What is it like for a person to watch those, you know, out of context to the originals? Yeah, well, I, I did start watching the, I did start with New Hope and I watched I watched The New Hope for the first 40 minutes three times and fall asleep exactly at the same times. Okay. Is there some sort of secret message <laughs> embedded in the video coding that does that to you? I don't know. Do you, when you wake uh, up, yeah. is there stuff still in your house or are you being robbed? So I'll just watch the prequels and then watch Kenobi. And if I like that, then I might go further into the universe. Hello? I'm still here. Yeah, you are stuck and now you're here. That was just me being still again. Fuck. I need to have like a hat on that's got like whirly gigs or something there. So you know that things are going. You know those hat you can get hats you can get with a with a with a fan on top, like a penny whistle or whatever the fuck those things are called. I need one of them so you can constantly be moving. Yeah, I'll probably try again with the new hope, but I love the prequels, man. I don't know why people hate them. I fucking love them. Yeah, they've got some flaws in it. They've got some storylines that don't usually pan out and the love story with Anakin and Padme as short as it is as short as it is it still serves the purpose and I understand I understand why George Lucas said I'm not going to do any Star Wars again because everyone I've talked to fucking hates it Mm. but I've been so glad that I have a few friends that actually love those films and so they encouraged me to watch and they're like it's so rare to see someone being a fan of the prequels than the original trilogy oh yeah just i i I love those movies man like and the music in like all three of them is so spectacular Mm. especially especially the duel of the fates which was a direct a very direct inspiration for duel of the dicks i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) you don't say and then there's a battle of the heroes between Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah. I cried, man. Like I was watching that and I was like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that I care so much. Mm. 
I, I, I teared up when Obi-Wan says, you are my brother, Anakin. I loved you. And then he's, and he cuts off his limbs when yeah, he says, I have the high ground. I have the high ground. You know, and then shears this dude's legs off. Honestly, pretty cool. Um, didn't yeah. see that coming. And then just watches him catch on fire. Yeah, it's... I'm going to bounce. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy being, you know, crispy. <laughs> Whatever, I didn't do it. He burned it. And also, they're both fake, yeah. so it's totally fine. Um, yeah. I, I rewatched Revenge of the Sith last night in preparation. Um, and look, from, from my perspective, we won't talk about the prequels too much. We'll just kind of, you know, do a bit of a, a recap before we get into Kenobi. You have to understand, Eddie, in 1999... The fact that there was going to be a Star Wars, a new Star Wars movie, was fucking huge. Like it was the biggest thing on planet Earth. It really was. Um, and everybody, all the Star Wars fans who had grown up to become older Star Wars fans, like my brother-in-law at the time, or you know even older guys than that, and then also kids of those parents who had then been like kind of indoctrinated into this, you know, this religion of Star Wars, this 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 Jedi. Um, a council of your own that you make in your house by saying, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch these movies. Why are we watching number three, number four first? Shut the fuck up. You know, that kind of thing. Um, they were all like waiting with bated breath and in, in a way that, that Phantom Menace performed very, very well in terms of its box office and stuff, but it, it was universally unliked because it did what, nobody wanted it to do which was be a film for children which the star wars movies kind of are that's the p problem people have with the prequels yeah the adults expecting it to feel the same way it did when they saw the og as kids but i'm like you were kids this is what kids want now they want glossy shit they want lightsaber battles they want you know a kid to relate to they want to be able to look at this and like you remove the pod race sequence from that entire thing all he needs to anakin needs to say is you know, I pod race, I'm the only human who can do it. And then Qui-Gon says, you must have Jedi reflexes. You don't need to see him fucking do it. But um, seeing him do it was so fucking cool, it man. cool, yeah. I mean, the, some of the effects are kind of dated now. And I do think that Stephen, uh, sorry, um, George Lucas has, has, has the problem of leaning. And at that time, everybody kind of was leaning really hard into CG where the original Star Wars did not because that wasn't available to them. It was all like rear projection and models and, you know, makeup and all that kind of stuff and, you know, practical monsters, those kind of things. Um, and that's kind of, you watch it now. I mean, especially last night watching Revenge of the Sith, nobody is anywhere. They're all on green screens. They're shooting it like they shot Sin City. And even Ewan McGregor came out and said, it's almost impossible to act in that environment. Um, and, and apart from him, uh, and, and a couple of little sort of ancillary characters um, uh, like um, Jimmy Smith's character who appears in Kenobi um, and uh, Liam Neeson in the first picture. N nobody's a very good actor. And I don't even think it's because nobody's a very good actor at all. Natalie Portman's amazing, but she's being directed really poorly. George Lucas isn't a very good director of actors is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it suffers, um, especially once you get into 
Attack of the Clones and, and, and Range of the Sith, it's all about going from set piece to set piece as opposed to having a real emotional resonance. For for some people, clearly it rings pretty strongly with you, though, that, that brotherhood between the two. Yeah, I strongly disagree with the fact that people don't like it because of CG and that CG is dated. That CG rivals a lot of things right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming out and saying it. That, yeah. like, that pod race and Anakin going outside of Tatooine and helping helping the Jedi forces, well, not the Jedi forces, but the, the Senate forces, I don't remember. Yeah. And him single-handedly taking down the whole ship of the enemies, as silly as it is, like for me, I have no, I have no like when they said this is Anakin Skywalker, I was like, oh shit, that's Luke's father then. Mm. Like I had no idea he becomes into Darth Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and that like I I know that people have uh, different opinions about that turn where Anakin and how Anakin turns. I don't have an issue with that because that turn is very human to make. And the fact that the fact that Obi Wan Kenobi at the end says that I have failed you, he's not he's not re- he's not referring to the Jedi Order, which is what failed Obi Wan. That's that's where it all led to, mm. and the pinnacle of everyone's failure was Anakin Skywalker's turn towards dark side, and all he wants, all he wants is to be able to be, to be validated that. Even if you're not a Jedi master, it doesn't really matter. But you, but it's okay to feel things. It's it's okay to be, be scared about losing, losing your loved ones. Like even Yoda says that you. That's when you're scared. The fear is is some is something of the dark side, mm. and they don't they don't validate his feelings. But Palpatine does, and that's why he turns. That's such a really good point to make. Yeah, Pal- Palpatine is the voice of reason to him because it gives him the answers that maybe the Jedi aren't. There is, there is a real huge letdown. And Yoda says um, uh, anger leads to, you know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to the dark side. It was always a really good metaphor, you know. Um, yeah, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. And, and when Obi-Wan's, when they're on, where it's 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 that scene before the before Obi Wan gets the high ground, and he says, "I failed you, Anakin." It's he still doesn't understand that it's not him that failed; it's the Jedi Order that failed. Mm. It's everything that Jedi stand for that failed, and it's it's very. I don't know why I got so emotional, man, because I like. I felt that, like, that connection between them with, like, in, fuck, what was it? It's, it's an attack of the clones where they have that cheese in the, in the pod. And it's, it's just them being them. And people, people have, uh, people have different opinions about just that scene being so CG and all that. So fuck off and just listen to them talking, man. That's, that's all you want. It's, it's Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi. It's it's the tale of the century. Mm. It's it's so well done, and even McGregor as as an actor is just fucking phenomenal. Oh, he's, like, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. 
And Hayden Christensen was an amazing casting for Anakin Skywalker. Oh, do you hear that? A whole bunch of people just unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> people don't like that. I, I don't care. And it's it's so weird, right? Because we're in a time like this where now when Obi-Wan was coming out and Hayden Christensen was set to appear, they were like, holy shit, Obi-Wan is a waiter again. But that wasn't the case like fucking 10 years ago, was it? The people were still hating those films. Mm. And we're in a time where now everyone loves Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but back then people hated him. Yeah, it, you're absolutely fucking right. And that's that's the perfect example to give, yeah. And I I don't care, man. Those like those two were the stands out, standout of... Even the little kid that played Anakin Skywalker was so good. Jake Lloyd. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. I've heard stories. What happened to him? Um, well... Oh, man, I wanted to make up something really funny, but <laughs> I shouldn't be disrespectful. I think he probably, you know, went the way that a lot of child actors do and maybe had some trouble and maybe got into some things he shouldn't have got into and he just kind of stopped being an actor as far as I understand. Um, but, uh, yeah, not really sure. Either that or he's one of the fucking children of the corn now. I don't know. He was very children of the corn. If people who know what Children of the Corn is enjoy that joke. Addy does not. Um, I have no clue. That's fine. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I don't agree fully with some of the things you've said. I have a problem with the acting. Even Ewan McGregor, as great as he is, but it's because they're sidled with a script that is, you know, it's George Lucas is is is. In, in some ways, very conservative, the way that he tells his stories. Like, it is, your scenes are about actors. He, famously, he would say to people when they were shooting Star Wars, faster, more intense was his only direction. It was never a character. He wanted to get through this stuff to, to make his shooting days and to, to get this. You know, what he was interested in was the big picture, the spectacle. As a, as a director who, who's worked with all different types of actors before, um, I know that you have to be keen to what everybody is, uh, keyed in, sorry, to what everybody is like, what their styles are like. Um, you know, the, 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 um, my friend I, I talk about, um, Cynthia, we were making a film once that she was an actress in. It was a, a, a horror picture. Um, it didn't end up coming out, unfortunately, uh, for a bunch of different reasons, but that's not the point. The point is we were shooting. It was really, really freezing cold and it was morning and we'd been shooting all day the previous day and she was, you know, in pajamas and socks and stuff hiding from these ghosts and uh i don't think she was covered in fake blood at this point but it was it was still really cold and i had her like crawling underneath this wood pile thing and she was there freezing and i just couldn't get her to get what i needed like i couldn't get the the urgency of it and i kept like pushing her and going, what is it? You know, what, you know, what do you need to do? How do you need to feel? What do you need to feel? What do you need to feel? And eventually she just said, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what I need to feel. And it was the best lesson in directing actors I'd ever have, because it's not about telling them, or it's not about them sort of, or sometimes they just kind of find it themselves, but it's not about uh, expecting the words to just be there or the performance just to be there because that's what it says on the page. It's about understanding how they're perceiving the character. So what is it about this moment that, that Cynthia couldn't get to 
in terms of her level of fear. Um, was it, were we all too close? Was the camera too close? Was it too light? You know, um, what wasn't she, did we shoot this part at the wrong part of the day? You know, did we shoot it too early or too late? Should we shot it the day before? Um, you know, something about her character, you know, something internally about her character she hadn't understood yet. Those kind of things you all need to take into account when directing actors. And some directors don't do that because they're too worried about the technical. And sorry, that was a long-winded story about trying to get to the, this point of that's what George Lucas is like. He's not he's not about the performance. He's about how does the movie perform? Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean in terms of money. I just mean in terms of the entirety of the picture as opposed to those individual scenes like Cynthia trying to get to a pace, a place of fear and, and, and you know, almost but then also catatonia at one point because she's so frightened of these ghosts and me asking her how she, she like, what do you need to get there? Well, I'm the director. I need to help her get there. Um, I don't think he has those tools in his toolbox. And I didn't either at the time. I kind of get what you mean. Cause yes, you can see, I think <clears> it's, <throat> I don't know who it was. I think it was some, I think it was Harrison Ford who said it that uh, when you read a Scott, like when he read a Star Wars script, he told George Lucas, "You can write this, but we can't say this." It's the it's the way he write the dialogues that, and and the dialogues and the and the bigger picture don't really connect that well. I get that point, mm. but I don't know why it did for me. I I get that not everyone likes a certain movie but there's just too much hate let's just pan the hit down like you know they're back and now they're working with open arms and everything but man it was a trilogy and if you don't you don't get emotional at that that last lightsaber fight with i i, I saw I, I think i sent you this today with uh like uh when Obi-Wan has the high ground and he slices uh, Anakin's limbs off, there's a, there's a part where Anakin says, help me, and it's muted because help me would be saying that Anakin's, the, the good inside Anakin is still there. Mm. But it's not, at that point, it's not, it's just hate because he believes that Obi-Wan turned Padme away from him. All he wanted to do was save her and yet he was the cause of everything. Yes. It's, it's the it's the most tragic story ever. Wait until you fucking watch the next ones. Honestly, I don't. I won't say anything about them. But wait until you get through Star Wars, into Empire, and then the end of Jedi. You will be <clears throat> if that the the fight on Mustafar got you to an emotional place. You ain't ready, son. But and here's um, another thing. Sorry, go ahead. Just just we were going into uh, Kenobi, and you brought it up about the other films. I love these films so much that I don't know if I want to go out of this story. I know what Darth Vader becomes. I I know I know that Ewan McGregor will transform into Alec Guinness. And to anyone who doesn't know, if you ever meet if you ever meet the legendary Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, you and my mate, you and my you and my mate. <laughs> funny names again 
you like this podcast, you like funny names. <laughs> yeah, please don't ask him to say hello there because it's it's not him who did it. It's Alec Guinness who did it, and that was a homage to him. But people people relate that to just him. Well, it's it does not... happen in it does happen in Revenge of the Sith when he drops down um, in front of General <laughs> Grievous and he's like, "Hello there." And yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't particularly like it, but you know what? For the money they bloody paid him. Whatever. But yeah, oh, no, it's no, no, no disrespect. I love you, and he's great, wonderful. Yes. Again, the pre the prequel transition. Sorry, what? Maybe we were talking. I can't remember what episode it was. We were talking about you and McGregor, and I said how much, how often I've seen his penis. He's nude in a lot of movies. You go look. Episode one. His IMDb. Anything that isn't a Star Wars picture. He's hanging brain. That's all I'm saying. He's not. He's not in Doctor Sleep. What the fuck are you going on? I don't know. I haven't seen that one. No, I have. I, I really like Doctor Sleep. Actually, I thought it was a really good. Point. I've not seen the director cut, but I really. And there's a dick to... in it. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's... holy shit, there is. Oh, oh, there's dicks, dicks, dicks. It's um, it's it's actually called it's called Doctor Sleep Dicks. <laughs> shit. Yep, and and now and now it rolls. I'm starting. This is where it rolls. Yeah, I'm starting to think this is becoming a thing about our podcast. Have you listened to the Film Addicts podcast? Yeah, they talk about dicks more than film, but whatever, we enjoy it. Um, sorry, I don't even know what the point was. Now, where were we? <laughs> Just yeah, we're going into Kenobi now. Yes, Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi. It's not just called Kenobi, which I think probably yeah. would have been. <clears throat> the better idea. We all know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, two two episodes have dropped onto the Disney Plus, and uh, episode three drops today. Well, does it for us? Yeah, Ooh, that's exciting. Um, yeah, I just as a broad kind of thing, I I really dig it. Um, I I wasn't I like Mando, fine. It's it's kind of like a, a western um in the traditional sense boba fett was not i didn't particularly enjoy it but you know god bless you if you did you know it's more power to you it wasn't really my thing but uh this is it's just it's the old samurai you know he's 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 retired he's put down the sword you know he's he's seen too much blood he's been too damaged and it's such a great performance so nuanced by by you and you know watching this kid and and feeling the weight of his his failure, um, you know, with Anakin, and, and he really plays that really beautifully and subtly, even in moments of like where the the you know the fish line thing that he's got there, where they're cutting up the fish or the big sand creature thing, and then that guy ahead of him goes, oh, this isn't enough money to the the boss, and the boss you know smacks him around a little bit, and then you would just stares at him, and you know he wants to fucking do some force choking or some fucking ninja bit shit, do some backflips, whatever he wants to do, Jedi shit, but he doesn't because he's like, I don't, I don't have access to that anymore because it's it's beyond me, um, you know, it's I'm I'm just an old man now, and then you know, gets the, uh, I will say having uh, spoilers for all of this by the way, spoilers, 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 in three, two, one. Having young Leia in it, I'm not 100% convinced about just yet because there's one thing that Star Wars could do without at the moment and that's precocious fucking kids. Um, I would just like... It's fine. This If he rescues her and gives her back to her parents, one of whom is the amazing Jimmy Smiths, 
great. And then he goes on the rest of the adventure, whatever it happens to be, but it feels like it's going to be another kind of kid and older person thing. But regardless of that, um, him sort of coming out of retirement, you know, going into the desert, seeing the dead Jedi, played by Benny Safdie, seeing the dead Jedi, the Inquisitors come in, he, he feels the threat. You know, um, Moses Ingram's character comes in and is specifically chasing Kenobi. And I don't know why. I'm assuming she was a youngling who maybe survived and is angry at him for not saving everybody. That yeah. kind of thing. There's a lot going on. But just at, at the end of that first episode... He, he's you know they, he's dug up the the lightsabers his and Anakin's, and uh, the woman's like, are you, are you coming? And he gives her the ticket for the space bus, whatever it is, and yeah. he sort of puts it back in his pocket, and you see the blade, the the, the lightsaber hanging. This fucking score comes up, and he's he's an old samurai who's picked up the sword again, and he's got to go and have adventures. Fucking soul hook line and fucking sinker Disney Plus. I'm I'm on board with it all. Yeah, episode. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, and episode two is is great. It's just a good, you know, it's nice to be off a sand planet um, for these shows as well. You know, the world's a bit bigger than Tatooine. Oh, also, uh, Joel Edgerton, local boy. I don't know. I think he's from Melbourne, but he's Australian. Absolutely, one of my favourite actors. I think he's incredible. He's a really great writer and director too. Um, but uh, regardless of that, he's awesome in it. Uh, the, the second one is is like on another planet and he's getting people and fleas in it and then there's that big battle at the end and she's like following the bounty hunters and it's just it's just good old fashioned fucking adventure and I'm 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 really here for it. So that's my that's my overview. You you go now. Awesome. Uh, I do want to touch a bit on the opening because mm-hmm. for me like I watched Revenge of the Sith like hours before Kenobi was gonna come out. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I was Revenge of the Sith at, at night, and then Obi-Wan was going to come out, like, next day at night. So, like, it was a 24-hour gap. Sure. And the last thing with Palpatine saying, execute orders, execute order 66, I didn't know what that was. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. It's like, that's not some... It's, that's not something that's like, oh, it's fun that they're killing, they're they're wiping out a race. That's what that is. I don't know if Jedi is a, is a race. So what, they're wiping what, out yeah. a, a religious order. Be, yeah, they're wiping out a religion. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. I just made <laughs> yeah. the adjustment. Yeah, I mean, so much so, Revenge of the Sith, in the last 45 minutes of that film, Anakin Skywalker kills a bunch of kids. Like that is hard core. Like, how did that movie get a PG? I'll never understand it. Well, yeah, they don't no show it. Swearing is what it is. Sorry, what was that? They they don't show him killing the kids. No, but you see the blade come down. That yeah. British kid goes, "What are we going to do, Master Kenobi?" And he goes, "Wow!" And the blade comes out, and you're like, "Oh, he's about to cut some kids up." That's that's me. Yeah. Up. I. It's moments like that, especially the last 40 minutes of that film, it's just spectacular with just how much there is. Mm. My man, my man cuts, what the fuck is up with George Lucas cutting off people's hands, man? What is that? Who? George What's Lucas with- cutting off people's hands? <laughs> yeah. He's got a thing about hands. The same way that, the way that, you know how Tarantino has a feet thing? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, George Lucas has the same thing, but the opposite for hands. Like he hates them. He hates hands. 
You can't. He won't shake your hand. He doesn't wear those big foam hands when he goes to sporting events. Doesn't like hand jobs. He does. No, none of that. Hates him. <laughs> I'm surprised he gets out. Of, he gets out of his house, man. Yeah, that's absolutely true. He's in Lucas Compound, wherever it is. You know, <laughs> Lucas Compound. Whatever. Not that he's a cult leader, but um, you know, you know where he is. He's got that studio. Um, Lucas Skywalker Skywalker Ranch. It's an actual. Is that Skywalker Ranch? Yeah, I, I don't know if he lives there. It's where they do all the audio mixing. Like it's a it's an audio mixing studio. I I, this... I think they might do other stuff there too, but. Yes, you, you right. knock it for a second, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's fine. But back to, to, to Kenobi, you do the code. Kenobi. Yeah. It, it opens with Order 66. Mm. And it puts you, well, it opens with the recap of the prequel films, which is amazing right. to see. Six minutes. Yeah. You, you're all caught up. Like, that's that's, that's pretty, pretty clever. And then you have the Order 66 scene, and it opens with. What I'm assuming is the third sister. No. Yeah, I mean that—that's me. Absolutely guessing. I just—I'm just assuming. I didn't see all yeah. the kids either. Like I'm not—I'm not even 100% sure there was a a, a young um, a, a female person of color in that group. I'm just assuming that. Uh, well, I'm not assuming that. I'm assuming that she's one of them. Maybe you didn't see or was off screen. Not necessarily in that group, but she was definitely a youngling. I think. Yeah, because I, I thought of the same thing because when you open with that and then you have a character like the third sister, there's a reason why you open with that because it makes so much sense because Obi-Wan sent out the message to every Jedi. Wherever you are, go hide and don't come back to the Jedi temples. Mm-hmm. And that's why, she, that's, why she's, that's why she's angry because if, if someone would have come back Maybe her and her friends would have still been alive, but now it's just her. Maybe. Yeah, it make, makes perfect sense narratively. And then there'll be a redemption as well. Or, you know, if, you, if you're clever about it, there'll be a redemption arc. Where yeah. Maybe they won't work together, but at least there'll be some sort of, you know. Oh, then, sure. she, she's, the, she's the opportunity for him to be redeemed as well. It's not Leia or Luke. It's about you made a mistake or you didn't see this coming. Like that, none of them knew that Palpatine was... A Sith Lord, and yet they spent time around him. They were they they you know conversed with him plenty. You, you know why didn't anyone feel this? And you've got to understand that from a personal point of view. You know when you are friends with someone or you befriend someone, you, you have a great friendship and relationship or whatever. Um, you build it over time, and then they turn on you. People do that to one another. Relationships yeah. don't always last, friendly or otherwise. Um, people reveal themselves or they change. That's that's kind of the, the feeling that you get at that time. You're like, fuck, why didn't I see all this coming? Why isn't this something that presented itself at the beginning? Now I'm, now I'm stuck in this place where I have to not only deal with my own inability to understand what's happened, but also I've had to deal with this person for such a long period of time. And that's what Kenobi's up with, you know. And she'll she'll be the way for him to be like, oh no, hang on. I I I did everything I possibly could in that situation with the information that I had, which is all anyone can do. Yeah. And uh, wait, hold on a second. Okay. So, uh, here's a question: the guy who played Django Fett yes. in Attack of the Clones, 
Yes. Is the same guy who plays Boba Fett in Book of Boba Fett? Correct. Tamura Morrison is his name. He's a, um, a New Zealand actor. Oh, cool. Yeah. But they did, the reason... did not. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I did not know that. That's what I couldn't say. Well, yeah, he plays Django. And then his, he is used, like his DNA is used to build the clones. Yeah. That's why all the clones look like him in the, in the new ones. And the little boy in Attack of the Clones is Boba. And that was yeah. one of, that's one of his clones. He requested one for himself that wouldn't grow at, at, the, at the accelerated rate so he could have a son to pass on his Boba-ness to, I guess. Um, his Boba Ganoush, which is a, an eggplant dip that I quite enjoy. It's usually vegan, so... Boba Ganoush. Boba Fett Ganoush. Fucking get to the point, Regan. Idiot. Talking about dips. Um... <laughs> He, he wanted this little Boba Fett and then Boba Fett grows up to be Boba Fett, has his dad's helmet and everything, but there's still clones banging around here and there because after the Empire took over and they got rid of all the droids, they also got rid of the clones and just started having conscription yeah. again, which is why you see Tamura Morrison as a clone on in the second episode of Obi-Wan in the street begging because he's a veteran and he's been sort of shafted, which is an interesting comment on the way that in particular... Um, uh, uh, the American government treats um, uh, veterans of, of, of war. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a, a, a nice little... I enjoyed that moment more than I enjoyed Boba Fett, the program. Wow. Just and that's good. It, it, had, it had an honesty to it that that other show didn't, you know. Um, but yeah. Kenobi. It's yeah. pretty great. Um, he hasn't yeah. used his lightsaber yet. He hasn't. Oh man, I wish he doesn't. At the, like until he sees Anakin, I wish he doesn't. Do you reckon we get a Vader like a full Vader in costume and over? Oh yeah, Mark for sure. Well, that yeah, makes sense though because they the first time they see each other again is 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 New Hope. That was my was understanding it? anyway. Because that's like the setting point of of the show is that there's going to be a duel. Yeah, a duel of the dicks. <laughs> And the credits roll. And the yes. credits roll again. No, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm conflating things. But but I, you know, one thing that I will say that's a bit of a, a, a flub, um, and I only discovered this uh, last night, watching Revenge of the Sith. So, in at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Luke and Leia are born. Yeah. And they and 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 it's it's uh, Natalie Portman's. Padme, she gives birth to them. Luke, Leia, and they get split up. Luke goes, gets taken to Tatooine, where his family are, and and uh, Leia gets taken to um, Alderaan. Yep. And Natalie Portman's character dies. Correct. Yep. How the fuck does Carrie Fisher's Leia in the original series, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's Star Wars or if it's Empire or Jedi, whatever. Someone asks her. I think it might be Luke. So maybe they don't know the sisters, brother and sister yet. So it wouldn't be until, you know, whatever, the middle one. Empire. Yeah, he says to her, "Do you remember your mother?" And she says, "Yes, she was very beautiful, but sad," or some variation of those words. She don't know that she was a baby. She was literally just born and then her mum died. That's a huge oversight. It'd be. 
It's not completely also, it really is. <laughs> I'm telling you about it. I mean, she she could be she could be talking about her like the mother that brought her in. Oh, okay, so maybe she doesn't know she's a do- Okay, all right. You just found the loophole. Well done. No, that's fine. That's fine. You, I closed the loophole. You that's plugged fine. that plot hole. You, that plot hole you plugged up with with you know uh, grout and then and then rendered over the top of it and then painted it and then did a feature wall. Like that's how how amazing that was. Your last but week back- humor. This week it's home renovations. Maybe that's a new thing, man. Maybe you have to make a new title now. Uh, I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's a lot to do. Uh, but yeah, in- interesting though, because in uh, in A New Hope, Leia sends a message to Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, you're my only hope. Mm. And which means that that the reason why she sends that message to Ben Kenobi is because they met here. It's because she, she met him now. That's why she... He's the only one he trust. He's the only one she trusts. Yeah, but there is. I mean, I think they're getting around that dialogue-wise. It could never have been thought of, obviously, because you know George Lucas wasn't thinking about that at the time. Yeah. But she says, "You fought with my father in the Clone Wars, or you you served my father well in the Clone Wars." So I think that's where she knows Obi Wan Kenobi from. But this guy's introducing himself as Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And I knew your father. And then, but then, however, you've got the Inquisitor lady, um, third sister, shouting Obi-Wan all over the fucking place. So, no, I'm serious, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, she's saying it to him in front of the kid just before she falls and he saves her with the Force, which is is a pretty cool thing to do. As opposed to, like, just blasting a lightsaber in the second episode. It's starting, you know. He didn't know if he could do it. He didn't know if he had it in him. Yeah. It was, it was the steward. Oh my God. That's so, that's so interesting that, that the last time we see just Anakin as Anakin before he's Vader or before he's sliced, it's him. Oh, he's sliced. (laughs) What? He's a human being, man. Have a little respect. He's not a pepperoni pizza. He's not from, what's the fucking place called (laughs) where you are? Pizza pizza company. company. Fucking shittest name of all time. He's not a slice of pizza without pineapple from the pizza company. Enjoy episode two for that joke, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Anyway, yes. Now he gets his legs. He gets bisected almost. Yes. Gets his legs cut off. Yeah, it's it's him lit up by lava, which is just red. And and here when Obi-Wan saves young Leia, he's lit up by red. Because and it's it's just a cool thing that I noticed. That's all. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose watching them so close, like back to back. Yeah. You kind of you're just struck. Other people aren't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm 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 totally down with it. I think it's a it's a baller ass show. Um, Ewan McGregor is endlessly watchable. Such a, a a great acting talent, and it's good to see him as as old Obi as well. Like you know, he's he's fifty two or something like that now. Um, so closer to Alec Guinness's age when he when he played the character, but he still got it, you know. He's still, and he gives a shit. Like he really does care. I know. I he always came out and said that it was really t- like I said before, it was tough to make those films because of the the green screen and and all that stuff. But we're in different times now. He's in volumes. He's on sets. He's an executive producer on the show as well. Like he clearly gives a shit. I don't think they just 
you know, backed a truckload of money up to his house and dumped it, you know, gold bullion all over his fucking lawn to get him to do it. Like you don't do this unless you want to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I wish it was eight episodes instead of six, but I'll take what I can get. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have like a letter grading or anything. That or a, yeah, or a, I, I don't either. I think it's too early to do that. Yeah, maybe we'll recap yeah. when the series is done as a as a you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Drop or something. Um, but I want to ask you this because um, fucking truck. From... Big truck just drove past. It was quite loud. You couldn't hear it. You, you other oh, folks will trust me. This microphone's very sensitive. <clears throat> you can hear my heart. Uh, yeah. For me, young Leia falling and Obi Wan saving her didn't work for me because I only because I knew that that Leia was such a big part with the original trilogy and then with the sequels. Did that like did that give a sense of danger to you? Well, yeah, that's the half the problem with this stuff. Like, even, I, you know, something like um the the trailer for the Andor series uh, is coming out, which is the character from Rogue One, and it's like it's again a prequel to Rogue One because spoilers that character is not alive after rogue one um not a lot of people are really good awesome film by the way um the, yeah the, the the trouble that you get into narrative is we know what happens with all these people that's you struggle with prequels um you know the the a recent example of it is the black widow film it's not an enormous yeah. amount of threat there because you know she makes it through um you know that leia makes it through you know that obi Obi, like he's my pal, or he's a rapper. <laughs> Obi Wan, and it's the, the the W and then a dollar sign and then in the end. Um, but you know that Obi Wan does as well because he's he's in an older man at some point. So yeah, it's it's interesting to do that. But I mean, also they did that really successful with the Gotham series. I mean, how you make a film, a TV series for six seasons that's all second act. Um, or all first act in a lot of respects, you know, you you know what's going to happen to these characters, but you still care about them. You still like I I, I knew that she wasn't going to fucking become pavement pizza, <laughs> but I didn't know how it was going to play out, you know, and and what trauma does that deliver to her later on? Like what connects to to her being, you know, a, a military leader later down the line. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's true as well. I I just want to touch a bit on just how at least in the first episode and the last of the of the second episode Ewan McGregor plays Obi-Wan because like you said he's a he's a he's an older version of the one that we saw he's a person who has who has not come who has not come to terms with his his demons and he he punishes himself and he he's not a person that has, that's hopeful and the, the only reason why he's watching over, at least that's what I got of it, is that the only reason why he's watching over Luke is because he, he feels a responsibility for the person that he knew that Anakin was. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because like you see you see him say that there's no hope for the Jedi for the Jedi order to ever come up. And yeah, he's still he's still hopeful that maybe Luke is showing signs, but that I think that's just him spiraling into what, what made, what made Anakin, but he's like, if Luke does show signs, I might have a second chance at this. I might, I might be able to redeem myself. You're he sees Luke as it. 
where he's talking to Owen and he says, "Yeah, oh, I must be trained." Yeah, <laughs> that sounded like fucking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was on point. Christopher Walken is Obi Wan Kenobi. The boy gotta train him. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. The worst fucking Christopher Walken of all time. If you want to see a good Christopher Walken, go back and watch the um, uh, uh, uh the walking that no, the Walken paradox uh, drop stitch episode of the Stitch Up. Uh, where my friend yep. does one. I, I went through. I went through all of those, man. Because I had, I had to get, I had to get you from different angles. Why are you sitting in the same angle in every well, episode? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like being on the right uh, when I'm doing that my show. Uh, unless I'm dead center, sometimes it's just me. But um, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, that was a terrible walking impression. But he says to you know to Owen, yeah. the, if the the boy must be trained at some point, and he's like, you know what, old man, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, to, to, like that, I get that. Like that's and that's so much from Revenge of the Sith. Like just final act, is just he's clearly not gotten over Anakin, and he never will, because that's his biggest failure. Like you, we talked about uh, Dick Grayson being the biggest success of uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman, mm. and this is the opposite. This is it was, and it's all on him now, and. It's weird because like they're so weird. What the fuck? <laughs> it's um, it's it's amazing because at the end of episode two, what's implied is that he in the in the last ten years he's never he's st- he's thinking about Anakin every single time, but he's never spoken his name. And I think at least that's what I got of it is the editing and stuff is. When he's in that ship at the end, it's his close-up and he says, Anakin, just like he finally says it. And and it cuts to Hayden Christensen opening his eyes in that pod. It's it's not it's not Anakin that opens the eyes, but it's it's the awakening of what Anakin was, and he awakens it. Mm. Because he's the only one who remembers. Yeah. Yeah, right on, man. I like how how much you you find in it because it could be really consumable and empty, but you kind of find some real interesting character stuff there that I, I think people kind of gloss over and they're like, oh no, fucking doesn't use a lightsaber. Or I don't know why they're really really Australian this angry fan, but I've just went straight into it. Oh yeah, don't use a fucking lightsaber, does he? Oh fucking bullshit, mate. Or whatever. You you find the the truth in it, and I I appreciate that about you. One thing I will just say before we uh, before we perhaps move on to uh, to Q and A, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru or Peru, I don't know which one it is. Um, at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith, literally the end of that is Obi Wan bringing Baby Luke to Owen and and uh, 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 Peru, and Owen standing off there very much like the sort of original Luke standing there yeah. with the son of Tatooine and he gives him the baby and it goes up and he looks at her and then becomes the end of the movie, right? Um, do you think at any point Owen was like, fuck Kenobi, like we didn't want kids. We're swingers, man. We don't, we ain't got time for that. We're down most Eisley every other weekend, you know, hooking up with random aliens and stuff and like, Go on a key like key parties where you put your keys in the bowl, pulling it out. 
we go home with a fucking a bib for tuna, you know? Like it's uh, one of those dudes. We don't have time for children. We're going to be out there making moves. We're moisture farmers, man. That's, I, I don't know, maybe I would be perturbed is all I'm saying. Oh, give me this fucking I mean, space baby that may or may not destroy the universe. Cheers. <laughs> maybe. But I think it's more deeper than that because maybe he was that way. And because he didn't he didn't know Anakin that well, but he still had respect for Anakin when he came back to Tatooine. Mm. Maybe this is his chance to honor him, and that's that's why he takes him in, takes him in. That's why he's he's like, get the fuck away from that child. You fucked up his father. I don't I don't want you near him. Yeah. It's 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 him it's him trying to protect Anakin's legacy. And it's it's weird that these two father figures that Luke has, I I don't know if he's there in the He's probably there in in the New Hope, Uncle Owen. But anyway, it's they're both trying to do the same thing, which is protect him and preserve somewhat of Anakin's legacy. So it's just interesting to see these two different methods. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I I mean, I was going for the joke about them being, you know, sexually liberated people on Tatooine. Um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they, they fuck aliens and then have threesomes with Jar Jar. They do. They, it's Jar Jar threesomes and they're going to, you know, uh, Jabba Duhat's parties and you go home with a robot and it's just, you know, everybody's doing everything. Stuff's going everywhere. So, like, it's beautiful. You know, it's... it's so know. it's R18 Guardians of the Galaxy then. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly that. I can't wait. Oh, Christ. <laughs> But um, you went for the more sentimental and more truthful path, so that's why I appreciate you. But um, that's all it for Kenobis, and uh, yeah. for the, the we'll come back to it and do a recap when it's all finished. Um, but do we have questions this week? I am sorry to say we don't have any questions from the man himself, Mark Hamill. He didn't see it. Man, ah, oh. Addy actually reached out to Mark Hamill to go, "Hey, want to be on a podcast?" <laughs> he, and he was like. Fuck off! No, I don't. He would. He's lovely, apparently. He, yeah. But he probably gets messages every single day. Um, probably not racist ones, but still, you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so, let's there was, get into, oh, no, there was a fun. There was a funny tweet um, that he did like a few years ago on Natalie Portman's birthday. He didn't wish her a happy birthday. All he did was uh, he retweeted a post from her on, I think, and he says. Uh, Fun fact, I've never met this woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. You'd think they'd be in something together. Like, Natalie Portman's like Academy Award winner now. She's too busy yeah. being in Thor movies to talk to Mark Hamill. Never mind. Well, um, let's get on with some, uh, some Q&A. And uh, here's the theme. So, um, how many questions do we have today? Uh, oh, shit. 11. I thought you sent in a question. I was like, what the fuck? I did send in a question. <laughs> well, it's not really a question. It's more of a statement. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting a lot of statements now. That's okay. That's fine, too. It's interaction. We love it. <clears throat> yeah, we've got seven questions. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Question one. Star Wars Media that you next want to explore or you want to explore next sorry as in 
what do we want to do for an episode? No, just like anything that's based in that universe that you haven't checked out, checked out yet. What do you want to watch? Oh man. Or what's more intriguing to you? Sure. The, um, a friend of mine, uh, Tim, huge <laughs> fan of, um, the Star Wars films and, and the prequels and stuff. He's always telling me to watch the animated Clone Wars series because it gets, apparently it's really good. My friend Ben does as well. Um, and they're all like, yeah, you've got to, got to check that shit out. They get really good. So I'd probably, I mean, it's a big commitment in time, but I'd probably be pretty keen on watching that. What about you? Yeah, I'd say Clone Wars as well. Mm. Because that's just, that, like Clone Wars, all of it, um, I guess most of it takes place during like before Revenge of the Sith and after Clone and after Attack of the Clones, it's it's that middle part. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, well, so, yeah. That's yeah. Some of the animated stuff, absolutely. I think that's pretty good. Or I could just rewatch Battle for Endor or Caravan of Courage. I have no idea what that means. They're these two like I think they might have even been made for TV. I might not have been theatrical released, I'm not sure. But um there were these two like Star Wars adjacent films that kind of happened uh it would have been between some of the movies i guess and it's kids and ewoks and all of a sudden the ewoks are able to talk and it's just they're just whack man they're they're, they're a good watch wilford brimley's in one of them it's great oh ewoks reminded me of something you know the first thing i ever watched for star wars mm. was the star wars christmas special Oh yeah, I guess it's an interesting place to start. Yeah, absolutely. With with Chewbacca's mum or wife or whatever it is in that thing. Dude, that's so long. I didn't understand shit. Like, I didn't even know what Star Wars was back then. I just watched it. Of course, it's not gonna make any sense. <laughs> it would make more sense to watch that Richard Pryor sketch where it's he's the bartender in in Mos Eisley and it's just him like talking to aliens and shit. It would make about as much sense. Just a really quick question: What do you yeah. reckon an Ewok looks like if you shave it? <laughs> oh, it's an ape. It's an ape. It's a little ape person. So you think most of that is hair? Well, it would be interesting if we shave it off and and it's a human-sized penguin. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> With paws. <laughs> Instead of like fins, it just goes out to be hands. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man, that's that's okay. That's what I want to show next show, please. <laughs> Nope. Disney Plus. Disney Plus presents the shaved penguin. Fucking the shaving of wicked, Ewoks. Whatever his name is. The shaving of the Ewoks. That's a tab on Pornhub. Um, okay. Next question, please. <laughs> we have a good time here. Yeah. Silliness. You get enough. Yes. What do you want to see happening in the end of Kenobi? And if it gets a season two, what do you want in season two? Of course, I want Obi-Wan versus Vader. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. It's also marketed as a miniseries, so I don't know if there's a season two. I guess if they do want to come back and do a lot of Star Wars stuff, they could. But I think, like, especially with Obi-Wan and Vader, that those are two very, very huge legacy characters. And it's it's... You, you're playing with fire right now as well, where you have these two in in a show. Because because of how much love people have for the original films, no matter what happens, even if the story is good, some people are still going to hate it. Like, <clears throat> I have a phrase that I came up with, is that 
if something related in the Star Wars universe doesn't make a Star Wars fan come, they will hate it. <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, even if it's not an actual physical ejaculate, if, if it's if it's just them going, oh, yeah, that's the best, but that'll never happen because you can't please them. They want it to be the way that they want it to be and, you know, nothing else, you know. What do I want to see? You go. What would, yeah. what would, as a Star Wars fan, what would make me come? Shave a fucking Ewok. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like that's 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 um Owen and Baru's favorite. <laughs> when they take their when they take oh, their, no. their buy their bi monthly fucking trips to Endor to fuck a shaved Ewok. All consensual. All consensual. They just get into it. One on each end and they'd make a H. Anyway, the wobbly H. Um oh this episode's just us laughing at each other's jokes which is great uh what what do i want to see apart from the ewok thing nothing no uh i want to i want the moment that he he opens that lightsaber to be really something yeah like you know in um attack of the clones where yoda opens his cloak holds his hand out and force whips the, the the his tiny little lightsaber into his hand i want that moment but for obi-wan for him to be like i haven't turned this thing on in a long time and wow that'd be pretty cool all the ewok things fine. yeah i just want to add to my answer um i want the tone to be consistent of obi-wan's character the to- the tone of him not being able to get over anakin it's it's pathetic in a way, but it's also amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's there's got to be some sort of redemption arc because he's the hero, yeah. reluctant hero who who you know first denies the call and then you know re gets his sorry denies the call and then decides no I need to go and do this because it's the right thing to do, but also I'm going to learn stuff on the way. So yeah, that would be satisfying as an arc, absolutely. Number three. Yep, number three. What do you think? Uh, wait, I'm on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> that was. Could you, could you get? Da, 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 da. Would it be great? Would it be great if like if Mark Hamill said that? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he should have said that he did. And just completely, completely make it up. No, yeah, I oh. Addy put up his <clears throat> ask a question post. Everybody, and I wrote, "What do you think?" Dot dot dot. Oh, hang on, I'm on this podcast. Never mind. Like that was the voice I had in my head. So it makes sense. Uh, okay, question number four then. <laughs> um, you get a chance to change one aspect of the prequels. What is it and how would it affect the future? How would it affect the future films? Now, this would be interesting for me, but I want you to go first. Okay, I, I wouldn't change, uh, you know, story elements or anything like that. Just let it play, but get someone else to direct it. Um, hmm. The best Star Wars films are not directed by George Lucas. Um, wow, I'm, I'm serious. The that's Kasdan, that's a big pull. Lawrence Kasdan, well, Lawrence Kasdan directed um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Empire, and somebody else directed Jedi. It was supposed to be David. They asked David Lynch to do it, and then do, he went to do Dune instead. And they asked Steven Spielberg, but because George Lucas had removed himself from the Directors Guild of America because they fined him for not having the credits at the start of um, the picture. 
uh, he was like, well, fuck you and left. And then he couldn't hire Steven Spielberg because Steven Spielberg was still in the guild. Um, so yeah, that that's that. But yeah, I'd have someone else direct them. Uh, you know, if, if it's the prequels at that period of time. I think I think Spielberg would be a, a perfect choice for telling that story. Oh yeah. Actually, you know, you're absolutely right. He's got the children angle. He's got the child angle. Um, you know, even if he just did Phantom Menace. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say swap them out. There's not much I would change, though. Like, I, I get George Lucas not being able to direct the actors. I could see that. But I also was interest, invested a lot in the characters. I would, however, give... It's interesting because the guy who sent this sent, said, I'm pretty sure most of, the, like, both of our answers are going to be about Anakin. I, I don't think I'd change anything about Anakin, to be honest. I think it's just people don't like the Jake Lloyd character or or the the sorry the actor or um what's his name Hayden Christensen either you know it's I I think it is Hayden Christensen's not a bad actor he's he's been good in things I don't know about Jake Lloyd because he was only in this but Hayden Christensen's been in other things that he was good in I think it's down to his script and director so you just need someone to tighten that shit up absolutely um. I'd say I'd give a bit more time. Or like, I'd have a bit more screen time with Anakin and Padme to really, really sell that story yeah. and that love. Because you don't get a lot of, like, Attack of the Clones at the end, they're already getting married. It's pretty, you, it all happens pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, it, happen, it does happen pretty quick. But the struggle of that relationship is in Revenge of the Sith. And I, I guess it's a bit too late because... Like by Revenge of the Sith, you already know that's the last one, so Anakin has to turn. Yeah. I'd rather just start with Anakin just having the dream in Attack of the Clones and just a bit more just just a bit more screen time with Padme. And then that the dream comes back in Revenge of the Sith when now it's haunting him. Before he didn't know what it was, but now he knows what it is and now it's haunting him. Yeah, yeah, set that up earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. It also goes for his turn to the dark side. It happens within the space of almost one movie, really. I know he, he sort of kills all the, the people who had his, you know, who, who were enslaving his mom and stuff. And he's like, I killed them all. He, I mean, to go from the beginning of um, Revenge of the Sith where he's yucking it up while in a in the middle of a space fight with Obi-Wan and, and a couple of droids to literally murdering children at the beginning of the third act. It all happens very quickly. But, yeah, you know, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, and I would have Revenge of the Sith be a, a three-hour film. That would be interesting to see. It's not far off. It's, what, 220 or something like that? Yeah, I mean, a little, yeah, little bit. Of, not even that, just another 20 minutes just to give it a little bit more. yeah. And when it would be him and Padme stuff of him like really turning, you know. So, right on. Uh, question number five. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, ranking the characters. So we have to we have to do character rankings now. All of them. For the ever. <laughs> I'd say prequels because because I did specify that we're talking about Kenobi and the prequels. So not ev- I guess not everyone, but let's do a top five. Okay. Um, <clears throat> five. All right. Uh, ooh. Yeah. We'll oh, yeah. Obi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, is is number one. Absolutely. Okay. 
Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn is number two. Um, I like the big conehead Jedi dude. He's great. Don't know his name. He's got like a huge, he's got like a, a, a biker's mustache, like a, yeah. like a sexy mustache, and then a huge big cone head, and then on top he's got a little tuft of hair. Fantastic. Love that guy. Um, and uh, oh, Darth Maul. Great character. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, number five is the shaved Jedi. Uh, <laughs> the shaved what? Jedi. The sha- I fucked up my own joke. The shaved Wookiee from that bar scene. No, it's actually, I like, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my fifth favorite character is, I think it's Carl Sleesbagano, who is the guy who offers death sticks to Obi-Wan at the club in Attack of the Clones. And he goes, want some death sticks? And he's like, you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home? Oh. I want to go home. I think my life. He's an Australian actor. I can't remember his name. He was in The Matrix as well. But um, I think his name's Carl Sleesbagano, and I I know that because um, there's a toy of him. That's my five. Who do you like? And and I know that the character exists because of Blind Wave. And there's there's a channel called Blind Wave that do uh, podcasts and uh, streaming games, and but uh, they have a reaction channel, which is where they started. And it, uh, Blind Wave leader is Eric, and he's a huge Star Wars fan, and his his passion, his compassion, is what encourage me to watch Star Wars. So here's your shout out. He's not going to watch this ever. But you hey, know, you never know. I mentioned podcasts I like all the fucking time. So you did. You got to do yeah. rank. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <clears throat> Number five. Yeah. It's it's Uncle Owen and his and his wife fucking the penguin. <laughs> fucking the penguin. <laughs> no, because penguins can't consent, all right? An Ewok can be involved or be paid, you know? Like, there's a transaction going on there, whether it's... Whatever. Yeah, but when, you, but when you shave an Ewok, it's a penguin, right? That's what it we're going with like now. A penguin, but it's still sentient enough to be able to go, yeah, I'm going to fuck these two humans <laughs> or Tatooians, Tatooians, <laughs> whatever they're called. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You're just assuming they're human. Owen yeah. Mars might have three dicks. See, now that's the show we need to watch. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the big twist at the end of um, the end of Obi Wan. All right, so Obi Wan has four dicks. Yeah, <laughs> Owen Lars and his four dicks. He's like a cow. He's got an udder. Um, <laughs> whatever you started. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Give me your five characters right now. I tell you. Uh, number five is Palpatine. Mm. Number four is tied between Yoda and Mace Window. Am I allowed to do a tie? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Because the purple lightsaber is fucking badass. It is. It's pretty baller. And you know he yeah. kept that thing as well. Oh, of course. Exactly. He gifted out to Brie Larson and it has bad motherfucker written on it. Oh, from Pulp Fiction. awesome. Why would he give it to Brie Larson? I mean, she's great and everything, but they're in one movie together. That's something you give your goddaughter, you know? Yeah. I just don't like, give anyone. No, nah, man, I've got six at home. My house is do fucking it, lousy with light stovers. They're everywhere. Some of them. He has a, he has a, he has a, he has a 
customized stamp that has bad motherfucker it on. Of course he does. Yeah. He does it on everything. Sandwiches, <laughs> you know, report cards. In in when he sees wet concrete, boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's the noise it makes. <laughs> Uh, number three. Yeah. Uh, number three will be. Padme. Batman. Padme. Oh, Padme. I heard Batman. I don't know why. It's not DC yet, man. <laughs> Padme. Sure. Sure. Warrior woman. Wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, Number two. Oh, fuck. All right. Number two, Anakin. And number one, Obi-Wan. Everyone goes with number one. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, what question number six? Sixth question. Sixth question? Sith question. That's what I said. No, I, I know. I was repeating it. <laughs> like answering questions. Ah, I do lightning. I have lightning star. <laughs> he, oh, is, he is fucking swinging for the fences, um, that, that actor, in, in Revenge of the Sith. Like, as soon as he becomes disfigured after him and Mace have that fight, his voice changes, his demeanor, like, everything is just, oh, that's out of the fucking dark side, motherfuckers. Ah, lasers out of my fingers. Ooh. Kicking Yoda's ass, throwing furniture at him and stuff. It's fucking wild. Such a turn. Anyway. You doing that is going to go at the end of episode uh, episode 20 is that wrap up that you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. What's he talking about? I think that's a Star Wars thing, isn't it? It must be. Um, yeah. Sorry, what's the sixth, the sixth question? Oh, it is not really a question about Mandalorian is big show. So, With an Italian... Uh, it is not really a question, but Mandalorian is a peak show with, uh, do you know, peak means like the best. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. This, the, this first season in particular is great. It's just like, it's, it's more of that kind of lone gunman, lone wolf and cub more than anything. Samurai shit, which I really dig. And I like the, 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 religiosity of it as well the the mandalorian order you know this is the way kind of thing and you know grogu cute as shit this is a good show this is a really good show wait so like the mandalorian are they bounty hunters um yeah they i don't think i don't know if all of them are i'm I'm maybe correct us in the comments but he he definitely is like mando is um or i think it's dinda jaren um maybe i'm pronouncing that wrong he he is, but that, I think that's all they do. I think they do other stuff as well. I don't know, like fucking. Joe Mando and maybe it's like for those people who live in Australia, you get this joke. Maybe it's like Jim's. We've got a thing here where it's like Jim's mowing, Jim's gardening, Jim's tax stuff, Jim's repairs. Maybe they just do a whole bunch of different stuff. You know, Mando does your your fridge needs to be replaced, kind of thing. Just light housework, but in a helmet. Gotcha. <laughs> in a helmet, because safety first. Yeah, exactly. Keeps banging it on the inside of fridges. 
And uh, the why, final... why would you why would you bang someone inside of a fridge? What's that about? No, not bang someone in the bang their head as they're trying to remove it. From oh, the fridge, but the circumference of their head is so much bigger than normal because they're wearing the helmet, not having sex with people in the fridge. It's not like nine and a half weeks. My brain's fucked. <laughs> Open the fridge door and there's two shaved penguins just fucking... Well, not shaved penguins. No shaved penguins. That's troublesome. What the fuck? I don't know. You wouldn't get... There'd be, there'd be nothing left. Oh. We are devolving at this point, friends. Thank you so much for sticking along. Uh, we're nearly done. And then you can all go to bed. <laughs> We've got... We're going crazy. Last question, Addy. This one's directed to me. What the fuck, right? That's all right. Yeah. <clears throat> it says at film addict. Are you planning on watching? Are you planning to see the whole of Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps after Kenobi, if you feel like you want to keep going. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't actually want to though. No. No. I think I, I, I like, honestly I think that you should. I will recommend that you I know this was a question directed to you, but I'm I'm gonna give you a little leg up here. Do. Because if no, if if the, the relationship between Obi Wan and Darth Vader meant that much to you at the end of Revenge of the Sith, what happens in those three films um between a son and father and between like them as as a unit, uh by the end, it'll break your heart. Like it's really powerful storytelling. And they're all great actors, like it's yeah, give it give it another try. Give it another try. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't have that, much opinion about the the sequels. the sequels. Like the sequel sequels, the ones with um, uh, Daisy Ridley and 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 is it Daisy Ridley? Yep. Yeah, and all them peeps. I don't have much of an opinion. I have seen them, but I've I've forgotten details because they they didn't really leave much of an impression. That's not a, a um, and I'm not knocking them. I just I don't know them well enough to say one or the other. But definitely the middle ones. I reckon you check out if you like the, the prequels. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. Because like there's all there's also that thing where like after Revenge of the Sith, people thought Star Wars was over because George Lucas was like, "Fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore." Bouncing, I've made, yeah, yeah I've made my money, and and now I'm gonna go, and now I'm gonna go make a spaceship and go leave Earth because. Earth is going to end in 2012. That's and that's why he signed the deal with Disney. Is that legit, or is that you just? I don't know. Well, that's pretty. That's a cool enough reason as any, I guess. Yeah. This is this is this is a deja vu moment because this is the second time I brought that up, and you've had the same reaction, like literally things. same words. I'm old. Um, who am I? Why am I here? What's your name? What am I doing? And that's that's my daily life. <laughs> Just forgetting important things. Where are my keys? Yeah. They're in your hand, you idiot. You ever all done that? You ever, all we remember. Looking at, like walking around the house looking for something that you're holding in your hand? Yep. Yeah. Or you enter a room, forget why you went to go in there, leave, remember, and then go back and forget again? Fuck yeah. off, nature. Like you, and this isn't fair. <laughs> this is not a fair fight. Anyway. Like I, I once I was swimming in a swimming pool. And I was like, fuck, I don't have my goggles on. And I looked everywhere. I, <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't find them, right? I do. I swam the whole pool like five times. And then I got out, I was like, my eyes are itching. And I pull out the goggles from them. 
You were fucking wearing them. It's not even like you were wearing them on, like when you lose a pen, you're like, where's my pen? And it's behind your ear. You were yeah. wearing the goggles. They weren't on your head. You were wearing them over your eyes and you were like, where yeah. are my goggles? All right. Yeah. I don't feel so bad anymore. I have walked around the house being like, fuck, where are my shoes? And I'm wearing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's better than getting in your car and driving it and saying, well, I'm just going out to see if, if someone knows where my car is and you're literally driving that's, your car. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> calling the doctor time. I think if, you, yeah. if you're driving a car you're looking for, you're in big trouble. Um, and with that that wonderful nonsense, um, that's, it. We, that's it. We're going to wrap up for the day. Thank you so much for joining us again here, episode nine. We told you we'd do one. Um, we didn't secretly yeah. skip it, like was maybe the thought. Um, again, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please uh, like, comment, subscribe all that kind of stuff and uh, rate and review on Spotify and Amazon music. It really does. Amazon. Is it Amazon music? Yeah. Um, Amazon music. It very much helps the profile of the show and bring more people to come and talk about all these silly shaved creatures and big dicks that we're talking about all the time. So um, Addy, thank you, my friend. Wonderful to see you. Thank you. Wonderful to see you as well. Never thought we'd be chatting about Star Wars, but here we are. Here we are. It's only because you were like, can you think of a topic for this week? And I was like, sure. And then you messaged me yesterday. I was like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Uh, can I be? And you were like, sure. Let's do the prequels as well. And it all worked out. We always make it work out. Yeah. And we'll be back here next time. Episode 10. That's gonna episode be one. 10. No, we did it. Double digits. We are. We're, yeah. official, we're officially podcasters now. So, uh, And also you can follow Addy himself. Uh, on Instagram, he's uh, Film Addict Reviews, and uh, please do. He's got lots of wonderful content. And I am the Stitch Up underscore with Regs, and you can watch my other show on there, which is just called the Stitch Up. It's a movie review show, and I hope you dig it. But uh, until next time, stay awesome and stay safe. Stay awesome.